Okay, finally, we're good. Are we ready? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know we're ready. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. <laughs> You're looking quite quite nervous there for a second. <laughs> I can usually actually hear it, but I've had my I've had my head. Oh yes, yes, okay, right, right. I was, you, I was you eyeballing the fader. Okay. <laughs> Feel free usually, to point, usually you point just at nail me. it. It's true. Yeah. Hey, everybody has an off day just, now and then. It's it's the winter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh you just said something, and then I'm supposed to say something. I believe so. Broadcasting, and I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. <laughs> and it wouldn't be the Sprocket Podcast if we didn't screw up our intro. You know, you just got to keep it old school sometimes, which is also new school, because that's what happens every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, moving and shaking, today is a very special day for me. This is a very special day for me. So, ever since I like was a part of the Sprocket podcast, I would tell people, like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this thing, it's called the Sprocket podcast. And, you know, the, the Portland bike scene, it's, it's, it's pretty big, but it's also pretty close. And so there's a lot of people that's like... Oh, do you know the Sprockets? Are you, are you with them? I'm like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Or there, there, there'd be other people who know that we're separate in- entities and be like, you know, it'd be really cool if you got like the Sprockets on the Sprocket. Wouldn't that be awesome? I agree. I think so, that would be really cool. Yes, for all of you who've said that to me, all five of you, <laughs> this one's for you. Oh yes. yeah, and for me because I've been wanting you guys on the show. For, well, for as long as I've known that there was the Sprockets. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got Angie, Rin, and Meg in the studio here. Um, why don't we do a, a round of introduction? I just did, but why, why don't we say um, one thing that, has an, that, that you enjoy about uh, rollerblading as, as we go around? That is such a curveball, it's, it's, man. It's terrible. Wow. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pulling it out of, of thin air. Um, do, do you want a date bar? Yeah, is that, probably. Is that gonna help? <laughs> um, wh- why don't we say one thing that you're excited about for the upcoming season? There you go. Okay. I'm okay. I'm Angie, aka Agent Unlikely, and I'm super excited about choreographing some new pieces for the summer. Nice. Um, and I'm Rin, also Agent Honeycomb, um, and I, let's see, probably getting out in the warmer weather and practicing with these amazing women. Thanks. That's nice. <laughs> uh, I'm Meg, and, uh, oh, uh, Agent Red Rum, that is my code name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the uh, thing I'm most excited about, I guess, we got girls camp this summer, which is always a big deal for Sprockets. So we spend a weekend training a bunch of little kids, all girls under the age of 12. So it's, it's pretty fun. It's busy and crazy and wild, but it's worth it. <laughs> totally exhausting. Yes, <laughs> but it's fun. It's like tradition it's at awesome. this point. Uh, we're yeah. we're going to bookmark girls camp because I want to know a lot more about that. Sounds like the good kind of exhaustion, yeah. though. It is. It is. Type, type, type. Uh, 
two type two exhaustion. <laughs> That's the <laughs> right <laughs> way. <Yeah>. Okay. It's <laughs> like in one point five. Oh yeah, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you all so much for coming on the show this evening. Uh, we've got a great episode coming up. Uh, but first, we'll play a little bit of catch up. What have you been up to this week, Aaron? Uh, making ketchup. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, well, tell us why. Why were you making ketchup? Uh, yes, because yeah, good, good segue. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once again, as is on the beginning or towards the beginning of the year, we actually delayed it this time around. Uh, Anna and I are doing the whole thirty one more time, and uh, I'm now on day five. When you finish, do you officially get to call it the whole sixty? Is are there like badges? You know, I don't know. You yeah, should, let's, you could make let's a batch. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's actually going to be on hole 120 then. Nice. Yeah. I'm still working on hole zero, but <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. What are the rules for this? Like, oh my god, there's. Uh, I'll give you the okay. three basic. I'll give you the three basic rules. <laughs> okay. First off, like I'll complain about it a lot, but it's actually pretty cool. Uh, no dairy. No grains, no sugar of any kind, wow. even fake sugar or other types of sweetener. Bummer. <laughs> it kind of is. No honey or, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna or say any honey. Honey, agave syrup, no dice. Wow. How's it yeah. been going okay but, for but you? But fruit, fruit <laughs> is fine. So these, these wonderful date bars that I have set out are, are great, and I'm going to open one right now. <laughs> nice. It's like unsweetened chocolate. With sweetened with dates, it's it's not too bad. Did you did you have any lessons from last year that you've already found yourself applying? Um, only ones that I kind of carried over in the fact that I am more aware of the amount of sugar that's hidden in things, mm-hmm. um, and things that I normally wouldn't add sugar to myself if I were to make it originally ketchup being one of them um or or even like marinara sauce um if i were to buy that at a store i would do my best to read the label and and make sure like oh does this have sugar in it is it like one of the first ingredients okay next brand Mm -hmm. and i've actually found a few or made a few adjustments where like now i'm not consuming sugar out of a thing that used to be sugar or used to have a lot of sugar in Nice. So, yeah, I guess. So that was a lesson I took from last time. Um, this time I'm mostly just looking forward to getting over that hump where you get through the with, withdrawal. And you you get to this point, they call it, um, what, they call it tiger blood, <laughs> where you just, you feel like bulletproof because you've made it halfway through and like, you know, okay, I can do the rest. I can go the rest of the way. Oh, okay. Over, over the hill. Yeah. Or over the hump. Over the hump. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, um, listeners who have been tired about hearing about this last year, well, too bad. I think we have. <laughs> I think we had a couple people write in, or or maybe I'm just imagining it. I remember at least words of encouragement that was like, that was like 
good job, you did it. Now let's never talk about oh, this really? again. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, okay, yeah. sounds no, good. No, I, I agree. Until next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, cool. I knew I was going to be doing this again. Like. Nice, nice. Uh, well, I had a, a pretty good week as well. It was the Filmed by Bike jury screening this weekend. Oh, man. Cool. So, That's such a good time. And and listeners, longtime listeners of the Sprocket podcast will remember that my very first appearance on the show was uh, via meeting Aaron and Brock as part of the jury screening, or, or Brock as part of the jury screening. Uh, and so with that, it's a long time coming, I guess. What, what I'm really trying to say is it happens every year, and it's a really fun thing. So we got to sit down, watch some amazing films, and um, now I've just got like 100-plus films just kind of spinning in my head. Some really, really fun submissions for this year. So um, that was really great. You get to hang out in a room with some um, really insightful individuals. And so I think that the jury for this year uh, both had their work cut out for them and also had some really, really great feedback in terms of uh, what's going to be informing the festival for this year. So awesome. Was fun times indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was, was there like uh, any specific or, or any, um, I don't want to say theme hmm. or just, just some jury reactions mm-hmm. or, or discussions after the fact, what was some of the, the themes around that? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I can speak too specifically to themes, uh, but I think one of the things that was really interesting and what I really appreciated about the jury this year is every now and then, um, you know, you have a very, very broad background of people coming into the jury screening. And sometimes, despite all of that, everybody's like, yep, that looks good. Nope, that doesn't. But I think pretty much to the individual, everybody had a very different opinion about every single film. Wow, so that's great. It, it's great because... Um, that it, means you have a truly diverse it, jury, right? Well, it just means that it, our job is both like easy and hard now, but in like the, <laughs> yeah. the best of ways. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't have hoped for for as much, um, or I couldn't have, couldn't have hoped for more because I think it just really shows uh, that there's a lot of thought going into that process, as there is every year. Uh, but that that envelope continues to get pushed in terms of that uh, endeavor. So yeah, super fun. And in a, about a month, we'll be announcing the winners and then off to the races from there. But that was that was basically the highlight of my week was sitting in Northwest Documentary and watching a bunch of bike films. <laughs> How can you go wrong with right, that? Exactly. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. I yeah. know, right? Yes. Give me some salad from the salad bar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a beer from the yeah, fridge. Okay. Yeah, sounds exactly. Good too. <laughs> the, the catered the catered jury screening. Something. Like yeah. That. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that that was my week, right on. All all two well, days plus five of it. <laughs> well, this is fun and all, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy hearing about your week. Yeah, we we re- didn't really bring you here to listen to me and Aaron talk about the whole thirty. No, or about the, or about the jury, the jury screening. <laughs> we came here to talk about the sprockets. Yes. Um, Angie, uh, why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about what the sprocket podcast or. <laughs> See, you were right. This this needed to happen it's because true. in this the yeah, this is it's very true. I feel like I want to count it. I, I, we need to start a timer. I'll just I'll find a notepad here or something. Tell us what are the Sparkettes and uh, what do they do? We are a mini bike dance team, and we try to incorporate bikes in choreographed dances. Uh, doing tricks like we kind of try to treat our our we use bmx bikes pegs front and back and we kind of use them both as a prop as a and as a dance partner we kind of use them for tricks and and um you know 
Yeah, and acro. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Meg. I'm like, ah. It's okay. And feel free to jump in. Team effort here. Yeah. Team, team effort. We are a team. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so that's what we do. And we just um, practice a lot and really hard. And we try to make it look good and keep it interesting and challenge ourselves. And when did the Sprocket start? 2004. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's been around for quite a few years now. Are there still original members? Uh, I mean, there's... Oh, no. I've only been in it like five years. Oh, a oh that's time, it. But <laughs> there have other, others yeah. have been in it longer. Um, awesome. There are, like, the original members are still around. They're just not active members. We call them sprockouts. So anybody oh, that's, nice. that's nice. been in it, yeah. done their time, and have left, they're all sprockouts, and they're very loved friends. Mm-hmm. So, But they're all out there doing their thing in the world. Nice. <laughs> What was the impetus for, like, bike dance? I don't know. Like, what, how did this come about? So the story is a bunch of the founding mothers of the Sprockets were uh, zoo bombers. And they really wanted... Zoo bomb being, so we should, for those who are not from Portland. uh, (laughs) Zoo bomb happens every Sunday, uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, everyone meets at the base of this hill on on Burnside Avenue Street Road. <laughs> One of those. One of those. <laughs> Definitely Close not enough. drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and they take the max up to the top of the hill, right? And yep. roll all the way down on these on these BMX bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BMX and also kids' bikes and kids' bikes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if, if you're a fan of uh, pedal back brakes, you're you're in good company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely wear a helmet. Yes. yes. Oh yes. Full face. Full face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt. So former so, zoo bombers. Yes, and they decided they really wanted to do some kind of performance group um, with all ladies because they really were wanting to have more of a of that kind of a vibe in a, in zoo bomb because they're were some women doing it, but not a lot. So they wanted to kind of, sort of create, so. yeah, create yeah. a camaraderie the, of yeah. and do other things with their mini bikes. Awesome. And when did you get involved with the Sprockets? Um, so let's see. I've <laughs> I moved here in 2014, and it would have been in the fall of that year that I first got involved with the Sprockets. I prospected for a little while and then got just like crazy busy and then had to quit for a bit and then came back. Probably yeah. 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 When you, there was a recruiting call and yeah, we, we, Meg and I had kept in touch and she's like, Hey, come on. Yeah, and I was like, come. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and what does that recruitment process look like uh, rin are you the the newest member on the team or at least in the room right now in the room yes okay yeah tell us a little bit about what that process looks like um what's the hazing it's well, like? <laughs> horrible <laughs> um you have to ride your bike <laughs> well it it for me it meant showing up at the first practice and getting a little overview of what the team's all about and watching some um some dance moves that they were doing and jumping in and just uh, dancing along um, and then it just is a continuation of um, commitment to making the practices and working hard and learning different um, 
moves and tricks and combinations of things. Um, and then after you've put in about a year, a year three or well, oh, I guess for you it's, it's probably like three months, three maybe. months or so. Um, they basically see your commitment, and mm-hmm. then um, they kind of, you're kind of on board and get a awesome big sprockets patch and um yeah and it's been it's been amazing it's been really fun nice an interesting thing about rin is that her background is in hockey oh, okay so for rad. real cool yeah she's badass <laughs> what what translates is does any does it translate from hockey into uh <laughs> i'm curious sort of okay <laughs> don't look so much like you're playing hockey yeah, that's <laughs> Wait, what i say to actual... her the most okay. yeah. you're very stiff and this isn't hockey <laughs> you don't need to body check the bicycle <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. sometimes um just Having, I don't know, the coordination is uh, similar to where, you know, you're needing to be really well grounded. And um, so it, you know, in some ways it relates and others, you know, you're using different body parts and and different things. But um, overall, I just really love being active and out there and laughing and part of an amazing team. Yeah, we do giggle. A lot. Nice. <laughs> We're going to try what now? <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work. Oh, it did work. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of challenging things that Meg thinks up for us to do. I like the challenge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like to make us step it up every time. What, what would a challenge be or, or what's your process? Oh, process. I just make it up as a go. Nice. And I, nice. if, we, if we nail it, so do we. that's part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've like worked Seems on stuff work. with her yeah. outside of practice. And, and she's like, and then we can do this. And then we can do that. I'm like, Meg, I think you need to be realistic about our abilities. <laughs> no. But it's funny because we always do it. Yeah, we end up doing we all of it. We end up doing it. We, so far, we haven't failed a challenge I've put in front of us. So. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's taken us a little while, but yeah, yeah. we've nailed it. <laughs> the walking on the bikes while they're upside down. I was like, mm, yeah. I don't. This seems yeah. Like we had to like flip our, our, our bikes upside down and then have them like wheel to peg in a circle. And oh my gosh! And then you <laughs> walked. Then we, walked, and over, we, walked <laughs> we walked from yeah from the yeah. bottom bracket to bottom bracket all the way across the bike. So it was bottom bracket, peg, bottom oh. bracket peg in like a. I would like definitely injure myself too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was definitely scary. Like we had to modify that a little bit. But okay, yeah. we got mm-hmm. it to work. There yeah. were also six of us. In yeah, that, at that time that there case. were six, okay. and that definitely helped. We do not <laughs> yeah. have enough. Yeah, currently people. our bikes. Are, right now, the, the nice part about that trick in particular is that the bikes leaning against a peg each sort of supported themselves, mm. so that we could step on it. But now there's too few bikes at the moment oh. that we can't actually do <laughs> yeah. that. So we're just figuring something we else out. We do another mm-hmm. cool thing there instead. Yeah. So we modify stuff a lot <laughs> yeah. based on the amount of people that we have, and so that you know takes some time. And rearranging where you are on stage to, so it looks good to an audience. And how do you find a venue or or a, an audience? As it were, um, lately they've been finding us. Yeah, most of this yeah. last year they come to us. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's been great. <laughs> yeah, it has been cool. Yeah, we usually do the opening for film by bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's always really cool. That's one of our first Thank shows you, of the, the year. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we did a couple parades last year, which was fun and super exhausting. We did this one in Corbett, 
and we didn't realize the parade route was like two miles long and we're on our bmx bikes right mm-hmm. and it's like gradually uphill the whole yeah. two miles Corbett's everyone on else then, is on a, in a truck or on a horse yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we had to perform and they came to you and it was really fun but it was like Whoa! <laughs> we also had to perform about an hour after that run. No, so, yeah. So yeah. we're pretty exhausted. It's like oh, once, wow. once the parade was done and you're at the fire hall or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of bottom bracket walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe too much. Um, what was your most recent performance? The most recent thing we did was the music video. Yeah. Oh okay. Would you tell us a little bit about that experience? <laughs> Rent, I, I would surprisingly I would make mic shy. Yeah. She is. <laughs> um, well, it was super fun. So, as we said, it was um, an, a Sprockouts um, roommate at the time, and she found out what we were up to and what we were all about, and really wanted us to be part of it. And we thought it would be really fun. Um, so, in kind of in pre- preparation for it. Um, the film director came out and watched us to just get a sense of what we were doing. And he definitely liked us doing our tricks on the bikes and stuff. So at that point, we basically took little parts of each song. We did the on-bike trick parts and choreographed something that really flowed together and would you know enable us to do it over and over at least one time until <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. we fell over because yeah. it was really hard. Because it's the hardest parts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come together. We, we did a medley of our bike tricks, which yeah. are usually the more exhausting parts of the routines. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but the set was really fun and we covered ourselves in uh, black light tape and um, he had a number of other groups that were also performing so we just showed up and did our thing and he it was it was very cool. fun yeah it has not been released yet okay but we're really looking forward to it <laughs> it's gonna be so cool the dj her name is madam go long and the song is i like my body which we totally we yeah. love our bodies so <laughs> we're like yes yeah totally worth getting behind <laughs> right on message approved <laughs> exactly <laughs> absolutely i want to get into a little bit of like training training i'll put that in air quotes <laughs> that our, our our listeners can't hear air quotes but uh, <laughs> uh training and and it, does anyone have any like like war stories or like you know cool like injuries <laughs> my shins don't have feelings anymore <laughs> <laughs> i think i have permanent scars on my knees really yeah yeah, yeah our knees so, hit the ground hard a lot and we all have knee pads but okay that still... was a, that was the thing i was wondering is <laughs> yeah. there like equipment like safety equipment that you guys use or yeah pretty much the knee pad is the number one right. thing because we we definitely slam on our knees a lot which surprised me when i got into it yeah <laughs> but you're the one who who uh, organizes all of the all of the tricks and whatnot <laughs> that's and... true yeah i mean the ones that i came into as a new member uh-huh. were a lot more like dancey things and i try to incorporate the bike a little bit more try long right big word there um but yeah i uh definitely learned quick that my knees are gonna get beaten up so mm-hmm. right on. <laughs> yeah so you're talking uh about dancing and cycling elements what sort of dictates the approach to that or does it depend on so you're, you're sort of at the helm organizationally 
do you think about that mixture or is it something that sort of organically comes out of each show or each experience? I think they're more organic, um, definitely. Usually our process is we'll, we'll all agree on a song and uh, we'll either try to choreograph it together and the choreographed moves are really just like stuff we make up on a whim or have seen and like try to do our own version of that trick. Um, and then as far as tricks, it's really just like tricks for me when I think about them are just like how do we get from this position to that position the smoothest <laughs> and coolest mm-hmm. right. then how can we look ha- good doing it yeah, yeah. exactly because mm-hmm. we have to get up off the ground right like what's a cool way to do that so a lot of things just come through in sort of like problem solving like mm-hmm. pretty much right all on. of it is like this is our song how do we get from the beginning to the end and look <laughs> awesome so. nice <laughs> nice yeah, to yeah. Move oh I was going to say it's it's worth noting you know we talk about dancing uh, and, and tricks it's it's very different than like say a BMX troupe coming out and, and like doing their their tricks. Right. You know, it's right. a, it's a totally different experience. Right, we that. do not really do flatland tricks. We, can't we have do those tricks. We, yeah, we're not very good at that. <laughs> we have very modified versions of those tricks. I'm still learning to bunny hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for any of our listeners unfamiliar with flatland, what what is flatland? Flatland BMX is a series of tricks on a 20-inch BMX bike, usually with pegs, and it's a lot of spinning and lifting and muscles that I don't have. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's really amazing to watch, and I wish I could do it all, but <laughs> alas. It also seems very specific, too. Like, it's it's something that you, for lack of a better word, kind of train for, you know, uh, versus something that is choreographed true yes yeah you definitely have to work up to stuff like that yeah especially getting used to the weight of the bike which is a fun game (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. learning to lift it over your head a few times is weird but yeah very different than bmx flatland we do our tricks are definitely more Mm dancey tricks but we do try to learn some aspects of flatland to bring it into this we're we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. nice. It's a long, long game there. No, but I, I think that's part of what, what makes, uh, or what, yeah, what appeals a, a lot of people to the Sprockets is it's, it doesn't have, again, for lack of a better term, that pretentiousness that a, that a flatland, and those are cool to watch and everything, but it's still like, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I could never do that. Whereas, <laughs> you know, you, you watch you guys and be like, wow, that's amazing. And that's possibly doable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody who's, somebody who's interested might even might even be like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, I want to spend the next thirty years learning how to right. maybe get close. To right. That. Right. Or just just be be like excluded altogether. Yeah. Just Just by the virtue of the fact that how you know how it looks. Yeah. Right. Complication. Right. Do, do you have folks come up to you after the show, sort of like expressing interest or looking to get involved? Or. Yes. Yeah. I mean, most of the time it's, wow, that was cool. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes we get interest and we always tell people like we're open for anybody who's interested. Just get a hold of us. And, uh, you know, it's hit or miss. A lot of times it's about the time commitment. That's our that's our biggest thing is obviously this takes a lot of training, as you'd say. Sure. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Quite a bit of practice. So. Air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Air quotes, <laughs> um, yeah so. Do you know of any other Sprocket-like uh, teams out there? Or Angie, take it away. Is there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, there, is there, is there, there a global been, community? There have been many. Um, so I used to be part of a group called the Greasy Gears out of Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, they are not active anymore. But uh, in 2008, the 
Sprockets at that time took a tour and <clears throat> kind of toured. I think they went up and down the West Coast and then they went to the Midwest and kind of uh, inspired a whole bunch of like groups. And I know of the Greasy Gears in Madison and then there's were the Racketeers in Chicago, um, the Bay City Derailers. There's the BC Cletas up in British Columbia. Okay. Um, I'm not certain how active any of these groups are anymore, though. So I did find one in the UK as well. Oh, I can't nice. remember their name. The Spokes. But... Oh, the Spokes. Nice. Is there so there's like a global community, sort of. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Facebook group or <laughs> something. <laughs> Good deal. Um, when you were first getting into riding, what do you feel like for for each of you? The open ended question. What what do you feel like steered you down this path or um, what led you towards being part of the Sprockets in terms of just that initial transition from, I guess, what people would call more traditional riding and then into more performance riding? Um, for me, I was a bike commuter and really loved my bicycle. And um, and then I, had he- I heard about the Greasy Gears and I was like, wait, bikes and dancing? Because I also love dancing. And I was like, I need to, where do I go nice. to do this? <laughs> like, I need to do this right now. This and is my so, two favorite things. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can do this together. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, that was what it was like for me. Nice. Um, I grew up being a BMX kid. Um, all my friends were guys and I was definitely out on the trails and riding around um that kind of turned into mountain biking and i did quite a bit of mountain biking um and i managed to come across the article saying that they were recruiting um and at that point i had i had gotten a hockey injury um so i was looking for a little bit something different and a team and um it just all synced up and here i am <laughs> yeah nice. turned in your hockey stick for a bicycle yeah right i was gonna say you did it for an injury you went the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> well the, the, the knees were fine yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine's a little similar to Angie's. Um, I was a when I first moved to Portland, I was a bike commuter and and uh, knew a bunch of people in the bike scene for a little bit. And one of my good friends was a, an active sprocket, and I just inquired. I do not have a da- dance background. I didn't even like dance really until about two years into sprockets, to be honest. Like I was not. <laughs> You're not like a part of this. Yeah. I guess I'll dance. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just, I was very stiff. It wasn't my thing, but uh, I warmed up to it a bit. I was definitely more on the bike side of it, and I was like, hell yeah, let's do bike everything. Um, but uh, yeah, as the years have gone, I've, I've gotten better at the dancing part. <laughs> we talked a little bit about recruiting. Um, and then you mentioned that you're kind of doing a, a call for recruiting. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, well, or expound really, upon that. It's really yeah. just anybody who's who would be interested in being a sprocket. You don't have to make a commitment up front, but to come check it out. Really, just any. Uh, we practice currently Sundays and Tuesdays, so anybody who'd want to come check it out on a Sunday practice would be. That's our longer one and one where we could really like go over who the sprockets are and what we sort of expect as a team member to join do you want to say where you practice or would you rather they contact you first it sort of ebbs and flows depending on our availabilities uh currently we practice in southeast in a warehouse um 
I don't know for the you, winter, and then usually yeah, in the summer we're either we're outside in the, at, at Irving. Irving Park or mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh my gosh, you're at Irving the, Park in the summer. Yeah, uh, Buckman. Buckman. Go to that's Buckman. Right. Buckman Elementary. Yeah, we were there for. I think we like Irving now, though. I like Irving a lot. It really, we look for a place that is okay when the days are short mm-hmm. and also has a cover when it's raining. Yeah, Portland. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, especially yeah. for parks up in the Northeast, Irving would yeah. kind of be it. It's yeah, and we get a lot of visibility there. We have a lot of yeah. spectators, audiences yeah. while we're practicing. Yep. Which Very Get off my basketball like court. We're here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of fun, but also a little nerve-wracking when you're like trying to work out a trick that's just not happening, and you're like, stop watching. This, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not what you want to see. I nailed this at home, but now yeah. you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it speaks to like a level of confidence where there's just that respect mm-hmm. that you, know, you could be doing this somewhere that was not open to the public, but the fact that you go out two days a week <laughs> and do it, you know, yeah. rain or shine or whether people are watching or not. That That's mad respect right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, um, our weekday practice we've been having out in Hillsborough just because two of us work out there. So it just makes it way easier. And we, when it was nice out, we were meeting at Arenko Elementary. Mm-hmm. Go Orcas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Nice. Shook their word all world up a little bit. <laughs> Aranko Station's pretty cool, too. Yeah, there's a really great park there, Aranko Woods Nature Park. It used yeah. to be a golf course, mm. and it's only been open for a couple of years now, and I just, I discovered it. It had all these signs that said, don't go in here. And I was like, what's back there? Because <laughs> nice. there's like this nice. big wall, and it had come down. And I just went back there and went through the whole park and was super excited that it was going to be in the area. It's one of those, like, well, if you don't tell me not to, I just, I just <laughs> will. It was perfectly fine. Nothing yeah. bad happened. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you had a favorite practice spot over the years? Or, or I guess, do you feel in practice that you have, like, better energies in, in one, like, during the summer, during the winter? Or do you feel that there's a particular period of the year in which the practice really just comes together and everything hits stride? Or do you feel like it's pretty much um, all across the board in terms of output? We have our biggest performance season over the summer. Okay. So we ramp up between now and our first show. A lot of times we perform for mini bike winter, but this year we're not going to do it so we can kind of focus on new stuff. But yeah, we usually will ramp up. And as far as practice locations, Irving, since I've been around, Irving's been the most consistent. We've jumped all over the place, <laughs> like mm-hmm. north, south, east, west, been everywhere. But uh, Irving so far has been the best for everybody consistently, it seems. Okay. Even though it's like way out of the way for Angie and I at this moment, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's still it's still kind of nice. Nice, <laughs> yeah. We do like that one up in Beaverton that we did a couple times. Oh, A M Kennedy Park, I think. Oh, right, right. Is it A M or P M? I can't I remember. It's A M <laughs> Kennedy Park. That no, that's a cool park too. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. For your involvement, Meg, um, what would you say has changed over the years, and what do you feel has stayed the same? Oh, good question. Well, what has changed? The the number of people, I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> there's usually, when I started, there's probably about eight, and it stayed that way for a little while. Um, a good change is, so a lot of times when you get a bunch of uh, opinionated, strong people together, uh, there's usually conflict. And I have to say that now, in the last few years, it has been no drama which has been really nice i like that quite a bit <laughs> like, um, we the three of us get along really well and the last few people that have been in and out have been same you know they've all been really chill to hang out with and it's been fun um as far as things that are the same i mean 
we pretty much uphold the same sort of rules for sprockets. So a lot of the active member duties and and things that are expected of us. So for example, you notice that we're all in our colors at the moment. Oh, yeah. um, when we go out in public to represent the sprockets, we must black and pink. colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like these are it's not our performance gear, but <laughs> it's our colors. Um, but yeah, pretty much just uphold the, the classic rules from the original zine and everything, and just keep on trucking, I guess. Nice. <laughs> keep riding. <laughs> so there was a there was a zine. Yeah, in the past. The, yeah. In the past, there was a zine that I think used to come out monthly, or at least every so often. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and every member had a different topic or something that uh-huh. they wanted to share, and would make a zine consistently. When we refer to the zine now, it really just means like the rule book, basically, uh-huh. like okay. the me- the member rules of like you know, like I said, the things to expect and sort of this and that about the year. Um, but yeah, there used to be a zine. That's cool. <laughs> I think do I have an old copy of yeah, it somewhere. I was, was going <laughs> to say, do you have a, do you have any copies? <laughs> yeah, so, somewhere in the big sprocket I think box in that yeah. bag in your car. I oh, think yeah, there was one that really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I would almost I would almost venture to guess that even the Multnomah County Library might have a few copies. They have a really large, surprisingly large zine collection. Huh. Okay, yeah. maybe we need and to it, check that out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. And then like somebody just gets there. That's part of the library gets their hands on it and it's like okay library copy now nice Nice. one of the cool things about having so many different people in and out of the group is that everybody has different talents so just watching like watching old videos from the early days of the sprockets versus what we're doing now just seeing all the different styles and all the different talents that people have it's just really cool because the more people you have the more interesting talents you have the more things that you can be good at as a group and that's I really enjoy that part. Nice. What do you feel within the group? Is there a consensus on who brings what to the table? Well, we all have our own jobs, I guess. We all have jobs. Yeah. Well, that's part of being a member is we each assign different roles to, you know, like somebody does the PR work, somebody does the treasury. We try to align that with people's abilities. Yeah. Or bandwidth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Can be important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I, I answer emails, like I'm the email guy. And then, uh, oh, I do Facebook too. And Rin. Um, I'm doing the, some of the Instagram and Facebook things. Um, you sort of designed our new logo. Yeah. Oh, we have a new t-shirt yeah. yep, that Meg and I kind of teamed up on yeah. creating. And Is that the... With the chain, the chain ring yeah. and the skull. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so great. That's cool, isn't and it? And the hearts. and I mean, there's so many things yeah, in there. That was, that was yeah. Rin's original. Right yeah, on. Idea, yeah. Yeah. And then Meg had to convert it to a, a like file that we could actually give to a printer. Yeah, I just changed it to add our, the files that we already had as our sprocket things in our you know our library of stuff so mm-hmm. I did, yeah i didn't do much it was mostly Rin's idea <laughs> but I just it, made it was a group effort it was a group yeah, effort, yeah, it was a group effort. It was super nice cool. yeah. nice Oh, it's me? Oh, yeah. jobs, you mean? Yeah, what's your uh, job? I mostly run the website and the treasury. So that's. that's she what also I do. makes red art, too. I like, do a lot of artwork. She made this necklace. Oh, nice. Oh, it's got a mini sprocket on it's, it. It's our sprocket necklace. Oh, yeah. oh nice. our little brass S's. We were selling them at uh, Bike Craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I super love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did the logo for the tenure, too, but I didn't, I didn't wear that jacket today. But. Uh, yeah, a few years ago we had our 10-year anniversary, which was really fun. We had all the uh, OG sprockets at that time come and do it. We uh, performed was... at Multnomah 
I was going to say. There. Yeah. Yeah. And was that when it was at... Uh, Crap, uh, Colonel Summers yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like on on the blacktop. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. It's really it was, hot that day. Was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> I think that was like my first year. So I was like probably ten months into my my first year of sprockets. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> my first year was wild. <laughs> like we did everything, and then it just like flipped sort of, where like everybody kind of left at once, and then the remaining members were like, "Well, now what?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we've turned it sort of into this now, so which is <laughs> great. I mean, I love it. I like these guys. <laughs> it, oh, <thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the sprocket, sort of your not not your mission statement per se, but would you say there's sort of like a saying or a mantra that embodies the work that you put into this endeavor? Go sprocket! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. Boom. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our little huddle before every performance. Oh. <laughs> we, before every show, we all get into a huddle and just have our own moment together to sort mm-hmm. of calm down because it's very nerve wracking, right? To perform we, in like, front of people, recite the set list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Recite like, the set take list. Take a few and deep have breaths. A, have a nice like go team moment of go sparkets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of the summer, we were talking a little bit just before we got recording. I hear there's a girls' camp that's run by the Sprockets. Tell us a little bit about that. So girls' camp was started several years ago uh, by one of our members who was really excited about getting little kids involved. Um, So it happens during the Petalpalooza month, so June. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's a weekend. It's a Saturday, Sunday, and we have girls ages 5 through 12, I think. We've had younger than five. We've I had think. We, well, some really? parents have uh, fudged the numbers a little. And yeah, stuck in some babies. We yeah. really want our kid to be yeah, a lady. Yeah. I think he was just like almost free babysitting is really. What <laughs> <I was laughs> like. Well, and older older sisters. Did sister they show up there. on the bike right, or they just sister. like drop their? No, they okay. were on the bike. Like they sort of put just like sort of push scooted themselves along, uh-huh. and I mean oh they were gosh. part of the show. It worked, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, gotta be so cute. It is cute. It's a lot of work, but challenge. yeah, we usually. Challenge. Yeah, we, we usually spend the first day like getting them used to everybody, do some icebreakers, and then trying to start the performance, like the choreographed routine that we've set up. And then Sunday is usually when it all clicks in place for the kids, and they're really excited. Sunday we have a performance for the parents at the uh, very end. Yeah, so nice. we spend the weekend training them up to do the show. <laughs> like, and it's a lot to do in two days, mm-hmm. but by the end of day one, all the kids seem to be really stoked to come back the next day, and then they're like ready for game time. Which Nice. It's really fun transformation to watch in a weekend. <laughs> like, nice. And usually, like at some point on Sunday, like mid morning, after like midday, they it, they get it, uh-huh. like they get what it's going to look like. Yeah. And then because like at a certain point, they're like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I don't yeah. want to do this Everyone's anymore. And they're frustrated, <laughs> and they like aren't with the program. And then all of a sudden, they can visualize it, and then they're like they're on it, and they oh, can't, yeah. they want to do it again and yeah. again and again and again. And it's the coolest. Yeah, nice. it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And we rely heavily on the help of the Sprockouts. Oh yeah, we always camp. have like a we need a we need grown ups. <laughs> we need a lot of grown ups <laughs> to help grown-ups. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sprockouts, how many how many Sprockouts are there still in Portland? Oh, in Portland, I, I don't know. Probably okay. like maybe twenty. Oh wow, I have no idea. Maybe I, I think know. most of them is sort of just <clears throat> spread all out all over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's probably like around 40 people or more, maybe a little more that have been in Sprockets okay. at some point. That's yeah, awesome. I, th- I think it sounds like the right number. Right? Mm-hmm. About 40. It's over 40, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they're around. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about zoo bombing and, and Portland bike scene. 
um how how does the sprockets because it, it fits it fits so well with portland and and the whole like keep portland weird really they're like keep portland weird yeah, <laughs> yeah okay cool we're trying <laughs> but at this point you're just keeping portland portland um, but how does how does the sprockets fit like sort of beyond? Like you mentioned, you had a you had a gig in Corbett. Um, yeah, any other places? Um, and what have the reactions been across the board? People usually really enjoy it because yeah. it's they've never seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah, it's unexpected. So right, people tend to react pretty well to it. Yeah. And I always love the crowd. Like when we do tricks, they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, you know, they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> or silence when you. Or doing your hardest ever. Mm. Yeah. Right. 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 Aww. They're all they're all just wondering like, oh her poor knees. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've been all over. Um in the past we haven't done it in a few years, but probably twenty fifteen we did some we did shows in Vegas and stuff. Really? Yeah, it was like a big bike thing. It's called OBC. Just the original bike club. It's a group group from Hawaii. I might be botching that. I think they're from Hawaii, but they have like some big event in Vegas every year, and uh, it's run by. It's usually like a group, a local bike club will sort of take over the event every year and kind of like host the whole party. It's like a big long weekend thing, and a couple years in a row they invited Sprockets out, and it was it was fun times. It's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. You know, moving across the map there. <laughs> we usually go, the last couple of years, we've gone up to Seattle for um, Dead Baby Downhill. Oh, yeah. Too, which has been really, really fun. Mm-hmm. We have like celebrity status <laughs> yeah. at Dead Baby yeah, Downhill. Yeah, nice. <laughs> if, if you've got celebrity status with Dead Babies, like, you've, you've got it made. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably our, our biggest show of the year. That's the one that we're like, we can't screw this up. <laughs> like, we have to work so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have fans? Do you ever have anybody come up to you and be like, wow, I really liked how you nailed that one trick? <laughs> triple yeah. axle. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the triple right, axle. Right. Or, or the. Um, I, I I can't remember what's higher than 360 right now, right. so I'm not gonna try. Um, yeah, 720. You, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long since Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Right. I'll tell you. Yeah, right. um, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a fan base, or how do, do you stay engaged with um, with folks following it? Uh, we try to. Um, I'd say like girls. That's not can't. to imply that you yeah. don't. It's just yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, um, and we have do have fans, fans out there. Definitely post-show, especially if somebody doesn't know who we are, a lot of times people will come and talk to us about it or like point out a specific trick that we did and say how cool it was, which is always nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I know when we're at Irving Park, people are like, hey, the Sprockets. Yeah. They yeah, like know who we are, oh, yeah. and that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Or I, they'll come and be like, you are the Sprockets, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. if you're not, <laughs> if you're not, get the <laughs> What are you doing? We want that other bike (laughs) dancing team. (laughs) I do. I do remember pumping up the hill at Corbett and looking out onto the field where this one is. That the sprocket? You know, because I think it's been a while, maybe since people have seen and being out there in Corbett. Mm. We're not right, but. You know, it kind of felt like, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> I had a wardrobe malfunction in that parade. Well, it was more like a, well, my wardrobe, so I have this um, kind of mesh sparkly decoration in between my spokes on my back wheel. And we were doing these tricks and I have like a little bit of tool on the bottom of one of my skirts and it got cut, caught onto the like, um, 
tinsel or whatever that was in this thing and then so i got stuck to my bike and it was oh the coolest because like i pulled off to the side and then like everyone like pulled out their knives and i was like whoa and that's how you knives. know you're in corbett <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. so they they cut me free and then i was able nice. to go and it was super cool because nice. <laughs> <laughs> my skirt was like being pulled into the wheel i was like no how often does something like that happen? It's is, that's the only time that has ever happened oh, okay. to me ever. Yeah, well, the fabric getting caught. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's usually there, something but... that happens in every show. One of us is like, I can't believe that happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's super show. critical. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely me. I'm very like, critical of myself. <laughs> yeah. Like the we downhill are. at um, Voodoo Donuts too. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> we did a performance like year before last, and our uh, performance stage was slightly tilted. Um, so gravity was not our friend, really. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. We almost all did complete somersaults when we were not supposed to. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were Which, just supposed to kick our legs up yeah. in the air, but with the... The, the, the weight of the bike and yeah. the yeah. 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 Like, Oh my gosh. The, yeah, the gravity. My skirt pulled fell us. over yeah. my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my that. gosh. I did too a little bit. <laughs> it's in the stage business when you awesome. just say to yourself, that's part of the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you just have to ride it off in the moment. Yeah, and, yeah. Cool. Keep going, and keep we going. all just, like, we were giggling, the crowd was giggling, yeah. we we're all giggling <laughs> together. And one of the uh, Sprock outs who attended that show was like, I thought you guys changed it up for a minute. Like, they were so stoked. Yeah, because you happened to be performing a classic and they were like oh right. my god oh a back yeah. roll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the hungry hippo bubble house that we <laughs> oh that was fun <laughs> what at the at corbett fun at fest? corbett fun fest oh, oh yeah so corbett fun fest was a giant fun fest as it, the name it was implies. a really and fun fest there was a giant inflatable hungry hippo style game <laughs> where you like strap into a bungee and have to collect balls and so we decided oh, as a group, gosh. there were four of us at the time so we yeah. decided as a group we should each take a corner <laughs> and right. compete and we had a lot of children yelling at us about the rules because we were like, not uh, following the rules yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's there's definitely something when like yeah. a kid is trying to explain to you like no it's this way yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah apparently you're only supposed to do one ball at a time but we were I'm a like, grown up and I could like hold and five like, and I was like yeah throw it in the middle and then you had to like <laughs> fight the bungee to get to the middle to put it in the little pot yeah. in the middle <laughs> but like I have enough mass that I was just like screw you bungee cord I was having nice. a much harder time. so I totally won <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, it, it was counts. great. Yeah, it was like whatever works. Bungee cord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you on hungry hippos. <laughs> cool. Is there um, anything that you are looking forward to? Any performances coming up on the horizon here that people can go to, cheer on, and or otherwise become a part of? Perfectly set yet? Like no dates really set. We anticipate film by bike, but until they. Let us know if that's. They haven't let you know yet. No, (laughs) I'm sending an email right. That's so. so, so, by March, April. They let us know with plenty plenty of time. But that we'll we'll give our festival um, uh, assistant just a little bit, a little bit of time. Yeah, that's probably our soonest show. But uh, okay, at least well, I'll be there. The one that we planned, yeah. Um, But as far as that, I mean, girls' camp is definitely something that we set the date for, so we'll have that coming. I think it's the 8th and 9th of June. June 8th and 9th is the weekend we plan to do it. And, I mean, people can learn more. If you have little people that you want to enroll in the girls' camp, you can go to our website, thesprockets.com, and uh, find out about the dates and fill out a form if you want to. 
Nice. Inquire about recruiting there and all other That's things. Right. <laughs> we also have a recruiting <laughs> page. Uh, yes. yes, we will definitely link to that in our show that, notes. That we will. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It's yes. been a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Would you like to hang out for our news and headlines? Yeah. You're, sure. you're awesome. welcome to do either. Awesome. Okey doke. All right, here we go. Calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love don't don't ever use that. Tim Mooney for the win. Thanks, Tim. The second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. We're the... sorry it's so cold. <laughs> I wonder if they're still going to do it. We should have them write in and tell oh, us if yes, they did it or please. not. Oh, yes, please. Joyful Riders, let us know. Second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. And also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And every second Sunday of every month, right here in Portland, the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. Ca-caw! Ca-caw! I was going to say, I almost how's, got my back. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. I, I give it 50% improvement. <laughs> <laughs> February 1st, we've got Kittical Mass planning meeting. You may have missed it due to when we air, but don't worry, Critical Mass will be happening, and you can go to that too, because it will be on our calendar. Yes. February 20th, The Bikes of Wrath. Last chance to see it on the big screen right here in Portland. I've got an update. <gasps> and we'll get to it in our headlines. Oh. <laughs> nice teaser. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Don't worry, it's coming down the pipe. March 9th is the Dead Freeways ride, and uh, not forgotten nor least of all or any february 16th is the slew county ramble oh yes hey we got some upcoming film by bike tour dates the film by bike is on tour and it will be showing in hood river oregon february 12th arcata california march 15th and way down under bendigo australia october 4th all right and that's it for our calendar What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. And just a quick update. Starting off our headlines here, the Bikes of Wrath. Um, I, I got a very fun email, and the email said, Hey, wait, we're not doing one showing. We're doing two showings. Yes! So, um, if... My popular demand. Oh, yeah. And this is um, pretty neat. So Charlie and one of the other filmmakers will actually be in Portland for the second showing. They don't have the date oh, that's great. set yet, but if for some reason you aren't able to make it February 20th, 2019 at 6.30 p.m. to the Regal Fox Tower Stadium downtown. Um, Grapes of Wrath, a.k.a. Bikes of Wrath. Uh, Charlie will be in-house in April, and so when we know a little bit more about that film date, we'll put it on the calendar. Oh, that's great. And up next from CityLab.com, what it's like to bike at 20 below. Ooh, so um, my quick summary of this article was gear recommendations, a.k.a. don't freeze <laughs> don't fr- to... How not to freeze to death. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't freeze to or how not to. Also, um, don't fall. Shout out to our winter riders out there. Uh, the article goes on to say, they know you think they're crazy, but riding a bike during a polar vortex isn't lunacy, winter cyclists say. It's fun. It's pleasant, said Melissa Wenzel, who commutes to her job at Minnesota's Pollution Control Agency in St. Paul, about seven miles each way on her bike. I'm actually more cold in a car, and that hasn't been heated up 
I'm more cold in a car that, that hasn't, hasn't been, been heated, heated up. up. Thank yes. you. I knew I missed something there on the page turn. Emphasis. Uh, <laughs> than I am on a bike because you're moving. I agree with that sentiment. And yes, this includes this week when thermometers in Minnesota plunged down below negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit with dangerous wind chills reaching negative 50 degrees. Wenzel and plenty of other winter cyclists bundled up and hit the roads like they always do. And, and that's what it's about. Just everyday cycling. Just everyday no cycling. Matter, no matter the weather. <laughs> well, my, my spirit goes out to people cycling in the cold. I find it enjoyable as well. But Portland is only mildly cold right now. Yeah. Are we? We're not even under. We're not even under no, 30. No, no. We, it's probably we, like 45 out right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. We get frost in the morning and then mm-hmm. it, it's all gone by like, you know, 8 a.m. Yeah, this will be, and the folks up in Alaska are being like, Psh, we'll put them to shame. <laughs> yeah, whatever, guys. <laughs> um, so let's see. There was a couple other gear advice suggestions here, but uh, we want to hear from you. What are your suggestions for biking in the cold, whether it be gear, mentality, spirit, perseverance, or just plain old hopping out your door and going seven yeah. miles to work like it's not anything? Or for those of us in Portland, what would it take to get you out in negative 20 Below. Ooh. Ooh. As a native LA, no way. <laughs> 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 nothing. Nothing yeah. can get you out there. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Rin? Um, that's a tough one. Being a Bostonian originally, I guess I have a little bit of stamina for that. But um, biking inside a big trailer that's moving along. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's. I, I picture. So there's like mobile workout stations or something it's kind of like the brew cycle except for getting to work on a stationary bike (laughs) all right any any other suggestions or or any other no nothing nothing to get you out (laughs) i try i 25 degrees was my cutoff and when i lived in wisconsin i was like any colder than that i was not interested really Fair enough. Did you did you bike like with a ski jacket and all of that? <laughs> I just want to say she performed in the snow as oh, a greasy gear. That's right. So the cyclocross national yeah. championships. <laughs> she deals with cold. It was yeah. like yeah. twenty degrees. It was so cold. It was nuts. Yeah. It was yeah. cold. There was <laughs> snow and ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what would it take for me? Are, oh, are you and or yeah. you're oh. welcome to read the next article. <laughs> oh, I'll leave it up to you. We'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our longtime listeners know what it would take for Aaron to get out in negative yes. twenty, <laughs> or even like thirty-two. Fair enough. Oh wow! Crater Lake Doofer and Independence star in the twenty-first annual Cycling Oregon rides. This came to us via BikePortland.org. The annual reveal party for the thirty-first annual Cycle Oregon. Rotes was held at the Portland Art Museum tonight, and I missed it. Hundreds of fans, uh, rides, or yeah, wait, hundreds of fans of the rides, emphasis, <laughs> gathered to hear rural communities that they'll be sleeping in and riding through if they're lucky enough to participate in the week long classic or the two day gravel or the one day joy ride. Beyond the Great Rides, Cycle Oregon nonprofit mission is to transform individuals and communities through bicycling. Since their founding in 1988, the Cycle Oregon Fund, where ride proceeds are deposited, has awarded more than 300 grants worth $2.2 million to small towns throughout our state. And the support of rural towns doesn't end there. Each year, Cycle Oregon provides 
$175,000 to the host towns in exchange for fields to sleep in, volunteers to help set up tents, and so on. Hey, I've been thinking of volunteering for Cycle Oregon. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's a really good organization to work with yes. from all that I've heard. I was so going to say, if, have, if you're have thinking, you volunteered in the past? So I've had the opportunity to volunteer, as I guess everybody does. So what I would say is I've been very close to doing so. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things with working at a bike shop in the summertime that a lot of those events, uh, you, you yes. simply just don't feel that one could take the time off to do so. Uh, but I might have some volunteering in my future there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that is it. That for was our, our headlines. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Guess what we got this week? We got... We got mail. We do indeed. We actually got a audio postcard from Chris Rawson in Denver. Chris, thank you so much for sending us that note. Chris also included some excellent pictures of his ride, and um, we're so glad to hear from you. Thanks for sharing that experience. We can now share it with our listeners and appreciate you writing in. But before I talk too much, let's play the tape. Hey, Aaron Guthrie. It's Chris out here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, for the record, I actually live in Parker. So I uh, want to send you a quick audio postcard with uh, a quick funny story and uh, just an observation of riding long distance. Um, so I'm not a bicyclist every day. I don't go out and commute, right? So I ride for the sake of riding, and I try to do long rides whenever I can. So I went out today from Parker to Denver along the Cherry Creek Trail, which is a multi-use path that runs about 45 miles uh, from downtown Denver all the way out to the farmlands, kind of where I live, and it's amazing. I passed like four cars on my trip, and uh, probably about a you know 100 bikers and 300 walkers. And this is on a 42 degree day um, out here, so it's an amazing thing and uh, remarkably um, pretty awesome ride. So, quick funny story. So I'm riding along, and and I am riding down from my house, and I get into Cherry Creek Park, which is about halfway. And I realized every cyclist I'm riding by, like I try to wave, you know, or, or kind of acknowledge them, and they're all giving me like really interesting looks. And I realized when I went to go kind of pull off my uh, balaclava on my head, I realized I forgot my helmet at home. I literally had ridden 20 miles, no helmet, there's some ice and snow, I mean, really sketchy. And at that moment, I had actually had this thought of like, you know what, I, I should just stop and get an Uber and go home because I've forgotten my helmet and, you know, I could die. And for a second, I thought, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm riding a bike. Yeah, it's a little bit ice and snow, but there's no cars out here, which is, you know, the number one danger, I think. But the other thing is we get, I get in my car every single day without a helmet on and I drive 60, 80 miles an hour down the highway. I have to commute on the highway. And you never once think about, oh, I should wear a helmet. Because the number one injury in car accidents is, apparently, head injuries. And uh, so I had that paralysis. And I also realized, too, that every pack of riders that passed me, you know, that were like me, I, I think they were all saying, look at that guy who doesn't have a helmet on. What an idiot. And I thought... We're all idiots out here riding the ice in the snow, guys. You know, but it was just so interesting that I felt so afraid. And I was doing one of the safest things I could do, 
in my week. Uh, I ended up going to the bike shop that I know and uh, grabbing a pretty decent helmet. It was an unexpected expense, but it's a, it's a decent helmet and it'll work okay for me. So that was really fun, uh, thinking about that. Then I made my way to downtown Denver, got there, made, took a picture, which I'll send you. But on my way back, and what I wanted to say was, the mind games that your body plays on you when you get to 30 and 40 and 50 miles, it's intense. And it's a little bit cold, and my feet started getting cold despite me wearing the thickest wool socks I could find. And uh, ultimately I realized, my brain's gonna tell me to stop before I have to stop. And so I thought, you know, for the safety of myself and, and everything, I've, I texted my wife and she's gonna meet me here at Burger King. So I'm sitting here in the in the child's play area, which is remarkably quiet, and drinking a, a sweet iced tea and, and just waiting. And uh, the whole time, guys, I just wanna say, if it wasn't for your show, I probably wouldn't be as motivated as I am in the wintertime. So thanks, guys. Keep it going. I loved your show um, with the folks that were going uh, to New York City. They just, they seem to have so much energy and just so much excitement. And I loved, Guthrie, that you said, it doesn't have to be a crazy trip. It can be anything. And today, my crazy trip was just riding the path to and from Denver. All right, guys. Um, have a great week. You too, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the postcard. Mm-hmm. Chris also um, goes on to note, Hey, I attached an audio postcard about my ride today that ended up being far funnier and more meaningful than intended. Attached are some photos of my little ride and my new helmet, which was completely unplanned. I made one comment in there about being idiots for riding in the ice and snow. Just to clarify, I don't think cyclists are idiots for riding in ice and snow. I'm just saying, if people thought uh, I was being an idiot, I was just comparing the total danger. I feel you, Chris. We... I, I think we all I think we all got that one. Um, Chris says I love riding in the snow on my mountain bike, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for writing. Um, and if you would like to send an audio postcard to the Sprocket Podcast, you can email the Sprocket Podcast at gmail dot com. And before we go on to our next segment, oh, I would just like to take a moment, or I should say our next uh, our next write in. I would just take, like to take a moment to thank not only our generous show supporters, all of you listening in and sharing your ears with us every week, but our generous beverage donor. Yes, the, the beer mongers on Southeast Division in 12th. What are you having over there, Aaron? Uh, so we've already talked about the Whole30 and not needing or not taking in sugar. Kombucha is the exception because sugar is re- required for the brewing pot process we won't tell anyone so long as well no it's it's allowed oh okay <laughs> yeah so long as sugar's not added after the brewing process ah. and guess who doesn't add sugar after the brewing process hmm i'd be our good friends at lionheart kombucha i'm having a hero's blend and i over here learned something new about brew doctor kombucha which is that the sugar is added post fact therefore some sugar is yes <laughs> i am drinking love kombucha by brew doctor kombucha what are you having over there? I just finished uh, Reverend Nat's hard cider, and it was lovely. Reverend Nat's brewed here in Portland. It's an alt beer, but I'm having trouble. It's it's way too alt. It's That's thirsty. Okay. I'm, I was thirsty, and it was delicious. Thirst quenching. <laughs> How about you, Meg? Oh, I've got a, a Titan, Titan, Titan cider. Ciderworks. 
I don't uh, actually know. Wild Washington apple cider, and it's pretty good. It's Booyah. gone. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all the that's all we need to know. Yes. <laughs> Thank you to the beer mongers, our generous su- supporters of the Sparket Podcast. Following up with our last piece of mail for the week, we have. Um, I originally wrote sadness of the beard, but then I realized it should be more of a joy because David found something that he did not expect to. <laughs> and yes. I will let Aaron read what um, happened. Also next. worth mentioning, David Robinson um, is set the date for the next lads 500 Ooh! unfortunately i don't remember it but we'll link to it <laughs> sounds good hello this message is for brock Divis. uh hey this is david robinson i uh once promised you my beard when i cut it off on the show while recording so on the air i promised to give it up once i cut it off uh I'm, that was years ago. I'm now moving and I just found my, that beard in a bag and I'm just gonna throw it away. I'm officially not giving it to you. Uh, I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DVR, for not sending Brock your beard. Oh. <laughs> oh man. I wonder, I wish I had a story of like finding something, you know, that I I had promised to give some or something that I was saving like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've I've got something like that. It's just nothing comes to mind. But you don't have that's so hilarious. Beards placed in odd <laughs> corners in the house. <laughs> no. Well, it's never too late. <laughs> well, I am cutting this one soon. I wonder. I wonder what uh, Mr. Robinson will think if he finds a a beard in his mail. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that wasn't part of the agreement. <laughs> All right. Well, to the Sprockets, thank you once again yes, for coming on the for show. Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure to have you, and we hope to have you on again sometime in the future yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, perhaps to come talk about the camp for the summer in Petalpalooza. <laughs> yeah. You ready to do this, Aaron? Okay, I will sit here in silence, (laughs) which is a feint for me actually talking while you cue the iPod. All right, here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Uh, email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Melamgard. Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt. Who's a time traveler? Dave knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. Stay warm. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Myself truly, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. I thought I fixed it so you wouldn't have to read your own name. Well, Campsite, well, Magnus well, David, Nathan Poulton. <laughs> I went in and messed it up. <laughs> Chris Rosslin, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florida. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner. Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. 
Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, almost there. there. Marshall (laughs) Paula Funitaki Cyclecraft, Philip M. Spartandale, no No relation. relation, Mr. T, who never really left us, The Bike Initiative Kiwana, and Sarah G. And to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs>